2: and
0: As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples of indoctrination and godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh.
0: Erin Addison's
1: on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We mm-hmm. appreciate you listening. Um today I want to define a term and then talk about that um, Of okay. course bringing in an article here that I have in front of when you know this is kind of what we do looking at what's happening in current events and then prayerfully considering how we might not only make our listeners aware of the fact that this is happening, but think of the spiritual implications that underpin it. Think of how we live in light of this. It want us to be reminded of from scripture or to draw from his word um, that helps us to live and engage more faithfully. And so that's what I want to do today. And so my question today is what is persecution? Mm. What is persecution? I remember, and tell me if you remember this will the great, I remember there being um, some discussion in America and also just, I think, as it pertains to, like, the West, there being some discussions um, as to whether or not we could describe any suffering that we might endure as mm-hmm. persecution. Right. You, you are you, Do you remember these mm-hmm. conversations, kind of having them come to mind, that there, you know, would be these illustrations that would be used where people would say— By comparison, okay, this is persecution or this is this is what it is to 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 suffer. This is what you know. And I think for a long time, a lot of Christians in America were um, not sure if we could use the term persecution to describe the type of suffering that we are enduring. And and I think that we don't have to fight over who's suffering worse.
0: Yeah. Right. You know what I
1: mean? Like I don't I don't think that we have to like you you know, it's mm-hmm. like sort of the people, um, it's the I was so poor.
0: Um, right. They kinda things. outdo each other in exactly how, exactly. how bad things are. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and it just takes one person to start it, right? Man, I was so poor when I was growing up, this, mm-hmm. and then you have the other person and then the other person, and then like no one will stop until they win. Right. Like the poorest mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the poorest of them all, you know? And and I think In some ways, when we talk about persecution, there is a little bit of that. And I don't think it's actually coming from um, other countries as much as it's coming from Americans. I, you know, just based on my experience here, Mm -hmm. Americans who are like, oh, we have it so good. Like there's no such we are not being persecuted. You know, I don't I have not um, talked to anyone. Um, that I can remember and maybe you have will the great <laughs> where you know they are suffering they're persecuted in other countries mm-hmm. and then when they look at what's going on in America that they say that's not suffering they say no this this is for the name of Jesus Christ this is what we've been called to endure yeah. it may not look like what I'm enduring here in India or in China certainly not um you know in in places like North Korea or even in Nigeria like right now right um but persecution And it has been defined for us. And I think the starting point of uh, having a conversation around what persecution is and what persecution isn't is defining it, you know, because I was looking at this article and it just to be a uh, a living definition of persecution. And I wasn't sure but i thought wow this just seems really wicked like it just seems really evil you know and and so then the question that came to my mind as i was engaging with this article was man so what is persecution like mm-hmm. you know what what why do i feel like this looks like persecution and uh then as i started to kind of dig into it you know i realized yeah this is persecution this is actually textbook uh persecution and by the text i mean the bible this is biblical definition <laughs> Of uh, of per- persecution, if you will, and so let me start with the article. And oh, by the way, before I get into uh, before I get into the content, I know we want to make an announcement about the Ark Encounter um, AFA at the Ark, and yeah. let our listeners know that they can still register for that. I'm sorry, I forgot.
0: Oh, no problem. I mean, you can go to uh, marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, get all the information there. Um, time is winding down because we have a limited amount of uh, seats, or I guess seats available or spots available. And so we, we're getting close. And so if you want to uh, be a part of AFE at the Arc, uh, uh, you need to go register uh, today at marriagefamilylife.net. If you go to the events tab, events, uh, and you, you'll you see uh, AFE at the Arc. And you click on that and you get all the details about the hotel, about you know, how to uh, register what's going to be happening. You know, we're going to have times of uh, worship. We're going to have devotion. We're going to have a a keynote uh, uh, speaker. We're going to have also a panel. We're going to have at the Ark itself. We're going to have an address from Ken Ham and uh, Mm -hmm. Brian Osborne. And so it's just going to be a a great time. So just go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and click on the events tab and click on afa at the arc.
1: Mm-hmm. very good okay so here's the article um this is from the christian post it says communists harass christian-owned cafe Prot- protesters hold signs reading god is a blank and this is a, a derogatory term right mm-hmm. so i won't even give the letters or whatever but right. um of course you can go to the christian post and check out the article yourself a uh, communist harassed Christian owned cafe and get all the details there. But I just want to kind of move my way through it and then go back to the original question. Um, as we began the show, what is persecution? What is persecution? How do we define that? And then how do, how do we navigate that? How, how do we uh, understand that that is a part of what we agree to when we say I've decided to follow Jesus, yeah. that the Lord has, has, um, has softened my heart that when I heard the gospel, I said, man, yeah, that's, that is me. I am the object of God's wrath, and I know that I cannot redeem myself. So mm. so here's the article, and um, may offer some commentary uh, during it. I can't promise that I won't. Okay, here we go. A recently opened Christian ministry coffee shop in Colorado has been the subject of protests and vandalism due to the parent organization's biblical stance on sexual sin. This is very interesting. Since the opening, or since its opening last month, the Drip Cafe... A Christian-owned coffee shop ministry in Denver has been targeted by protesters over its belief that homosexuality is sinful. The owner, Jamie Sanchez, believes the Denver Communists, the Denver Communists, like like an actual organization, okay, uh, and other LGBT protesters were mm-hmm. triggered by scripture on the website of its coffee shop's parent nonprofit. Uh, called Recycle God's Love, which ministers to the local homeless population. According to the group's uh, What We Hold to Be True page, quote, the homosexual lifestyle is contrary to God's word and purpose for humanity and is sin. And the parent organization cites 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 as a justification for their position. Uh, Quote. Moreover, this organization is instructed. This is also on the What We Hold to Be True page. By the way, okay. So, so it's not only does the page assert God's design for human sexuality, okay, but also God's design and God's instruction for how we engage one another, how we respond to one another in love. Okay. So, again, from the What We Hold to Be True page, uh, quote. Moreover, this organization is instructed to love those living such lifestyles. The page reads, we believe that showing hate toward people in these communities is not the way Jesus would respond. Therefore, although disagreeing with the lifestyle, we must show love. Okay. Sanchez told the Christian Post he suspects that someone from Denver communists saw the Recycle God's Love Uh, beliefs page and is causing this ruckus or is causing this dust up because of that quote. It was never stated by me or anyone else for any reason over the last 11 years of ministry in Denver. He said via an email on uh, Tuesday. In fact, plenty of LGBT identified members that struggle with homelessness um, are served at our outreach events. So this is an outreach ministry and no one's been turned away. And there are 11 years of ministry But all of a sudden they open a coffee shop and it is brought to the attention of the mob that this coffee shop is supported by an organization that calls homosexuality a sin. And they use the Bible to support that. I think it's so important to note. And I'll keep reading here that one of the things that they took issue with was citing biblical conviction for the position. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Now, if that doesn't have like the markings of like Satan Right, like it's it's not just that you guys have that position, but it's that you 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 use biblical support uh, to state that position? Okay, so according to Sanchez, the protest started on June the second, the cafe's opening day, just outside the front of the store. That's where the protest took place, just outside the front of the store, June second, opening day. The following Monday, he said, "quote We found graffiti on our building and damaged windows from rocks." Sanchez called a quote hateful and quote showing. Quote, they harassed customers. They were even harassing our visually impaired Christian friend who was hosting his radio show in front of our building. Now, let me drop down here. Um, According to the Denver Communists, okay, um, they posted that they were going to this coffee shop. And they called the Drip Cafe bigots, okay? And here's what else they said these Denver Communists, okay? Quote, describing Christian churches, okay, and the homophobia, transphobia, and misogyny that underpin the current assault on LGBT rights. The communist group previously called homosexuality a sin that leads to death. A statement found in 1 John 5, the drip cafe is advocating for violence. So that's an amazing twisting of scripture, but we shouldn't be surprised because that's kind of like how the enemy operates, right? Like it's it's always the twisting of scripture. There is not the desire to stand. All right. So following the acts of vandalism, <clears throat> excuse me, Sanchez said he reached out to the police but was told they can't do anything because of the protest group's right to free speech. Because I, I do think that the Denver Police Department tries to bring some clarity to that statement mm-hmm. but that original statement just seems a little bit disjointed so the coffee shop contacted law enforcement because of vandalism and then they say that they can't do anything because the protesters have the right to free speech okay maybe what they mean is that they can't remove them from the sidewalk maybe that's the thing but vandalism um though it may involve speech being mm-hmm. like spray painted or written i mean okay okay or maybe deface it. I don't know. There, there could be words there, but I, I don't think that that's included in the free speech rights that people have. Like, I don't think you can express yourself by like destroying people's property. Last time I checked. All right. So a Denver police spokesperson told Christian Post that officers responded to the cafe twice since the start of June. Uh, once for a graffiti call on June third and then once for a reported broken window on June the twelfth, no arrests have been made, but both cases are under investigation according to police. Now here's something that again the the organization that owns this coffee shop, I think is very interesting that they went back to their website and they tried to amend what was written on their website to bring clarity. Now, the owner of the cafe says we still stand by, they tried to bring clarity because they, they said they recognized that there are people who have abused the scriptures, taken the scriptures out of context and used it to perpetuate hate or to, to say things that are untrue of God's character. And th- those are my words. Right. And so actually went back to their website and sought to update that. I think that's probably um too accommodating that's just my opinion that's not I'm not saying that what they did was wrong um, but I think that may be a little bit on the side of, of being too accommodating because God's word stands firm even though there are people who have abused it and there are people who have taken it out of context his word is his word now if you have a place where you don't have clarity You know what I mean? Then, yes, we we want to speak with absolute clarity, but we don't want to use clarity as a synonym for like soft. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't want to like kind of like so that everybody will agree because the nature of it is that they won't agree. The nature of it is that they are the enemies of God Mm -hmm. and they don't want God's word to be authoritative. They don't want God's word to be authoritative, period. And then there was a there's an escalation. They don't want God's word to be authoritative in their lives. And now we're at the place where they don't want God's word to be authoritative in your life. (laughs) They don't want you to submit to God's word. All right. We'll grab the break. We come back. We'll talk more about what persecution really is. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki.
0: And I'm Will, and that's Jordan Armstrong. Pull me through.
1: We're back, but I think we have a delay, so we'll just work with it. It, it. Hopefully it'll work itself out. I don't know. It's this love-hate relationship we have with technology. We couldn't do what we do without <laughs> it. But with it, I mean, my goodness. Anyways, welcome back. We're talking about persecution. What is persecution? So I had this question so did a little bit of um looking into it and and just jotting down some of my thoughts and and looking at the scriptures and and trying to think through like how we as Christians can rightly process persecution because what i don't think is is helpful for us as Christians is to just cry about our persecution right like that, i don't think that that's the response where we just are like you know whoa 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 i i can't believe i'm suffering this way i think there's a different reaction to it. And, and I want to talk about that because I think the scriptures are very instructive for that. Mm-hmm. But but before we get there, I think a proper def- definition for the word persecute is uh, is in order. So the Greek word, as it's introduced in the New Testament context, um, this Greek word is transliterated dioko, dioko. And it means to run or to flee or to put to flight, to drive away. So it, it connotes the, the running after, the going after, and in biblical instances with the intent to harm, yeah. right? So you think of the word pursue, okay? So to persecute is to go after. So in whatever, in whatever way to harass or to trouble, Or to pursue, to go after. Okay, so we see this biblically speaking, but one of the things that I think is interesting is that the first time this word is introduced in a New Testament context is in the context of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So in Matthew chapter five, verses ten through twelve blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So when I, when I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about what we are enduring, what we're going through, going through in this country, um, that example, the story that we we went over the article in the first segment there, mm-hmm. what's happening in Denver, um, to me seems like straight out of the book, like yeah. this going to where the Christians are trying to trouble them, trying to make it difficult for them. Um, this this uh, the Denver communists, um, they were even asserting via their uh, social media outlets that they want to pressure this cafe until it shuts down. But they even warned those who would show up to protest that it's probably you got to be in this for the long game. And these are my words. But basically, this is what they're communicating. You got to be in this for the long game because they have the backing and support of a lot of people who believe the way they believe. Wow. In other words, they're not really dependent on coffee sales. So they're 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 providing a service, okay. We recognize that, but we really want them gone. We want them we we want them to be shut down. And so you got to be in this for the long haul. You got to keep showing up to protest because they're not depending. It's not enough just to say we're not going to buy their coffee. In other words, is what they're saying. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about man. Think about all of the ways that right now in our country, in ways that we have not seen before, in ways that we have not recognized before, that we are being persecuted that we are being pursued so in the places where once you could just exist you know we used to say Mm -hmm. things like well we agree to disagree and um, okay well I don't No, (laughs) not today not at all you know like we used to say um, I wouldn't say what you're saying but I appreciate that we live in a place where you can say it I appreciate that we live in a place where you can say it, hey, but I can challenge it. You know what I mean? Like right. I can show up and I can say something in response. And no longer is that the case. Now we see the type of persecution that is, is it's shut up. It's don't talk about it. It's go home. It's sit down. It's be afraid, be very afraid. And so all of these. Jesus even warned the disciples that they would be persecuted. And um, even as they are expanding his kingdom, as they are preaching the truth of the gospel. So to the Jews, they would be persecuted. But the instruction to them, this is in Matthew chapter 10. Uh, you can look at verses 16. What I was what I was curious about, it says, But whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. Which I think is an interesting line, right? Which really kind of bears unpacking It's Not today in this program, but I think <laughs> that bears some unpacking. But the instruction... To the apostles, to the disciples, was okay. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to go from city to city. Okay, so as as you go, you're going to be persecuted. You go, you get persecuted in this city. You flee. You go to the next city. But there's a ch- there's a change that happens in the apostolic letters that I think is <laughs> very very interesting, because the shift that happens is that as these apostles spread mm-hmm. and they establish the Lord's church yeah. through the Spirit of God, the message is no longer when you're persecuted, okay, flee and go here. It is endure. Mm. Oh, oh my goodness. So it's like the persecution serves a purpose, right? It is also expanding and building the Lord's kingdom, but we are not to be afraid of that and try to like not have it. Right. Right. Like we're not supposed to be trying to get ourselves to a place where we're like, man, we just need smooth sailing. We don't, we don't need tumultuous uh, seas. We just need smooth sailing. And I think that's counter what we see in scripture. So for example, um, Jesus says to the disciples that if the world hated if the world hates you mm-hmm. know that it hated me before it hated you right so this is in John chapter 15 verses 18 through 25 in particular I want to look at verse 20 but just to give a little bit of context I think it's so interesting for us to recognize that this invitation that comes from Jesus is unlike any counterfeited religion that we have on the market. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse the expression that we have on the market today.
0: But, because and oh, and then, go ahead. Now I was going to say to your point about the the shift, even in the um, you know, you see after the Book of Acts, I was thinking about how Peter, when he was uh, preaching, yes, um, and like he say under the power, basically the holy through the Holy Spirit, he said, yes. Jesus told him. That when you find yourself in front of all these people, that they, they want to like you know persecute you, and you know don't give thought to what you're going to say, because in that moment I'm going to like so all that stuff ha- begin to be fulfilled. What Jesus yes. was saying to them as a a warning, or just be yes. aware that this will happen.
1: Yes, you know
0: when we look in the Book of Acts and beyond, th- that's when it's happening.
1: So Amen. from there Amen. until now, <laughs> until now, and this this was this. I hate to say it this way because I know that when you say this, it sounds counterintuitive, but the reason it sounds counterintuitive is because we have been, and oh man, we in many contexts, okay, not in every context, mm-hmm. we've been taught a very soft gospel.
0: Yeah.
1: We've been taught um, a come to Christ that doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. When coming to Christ is like you giving your life, you're bringing your life. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think is really interesting And this is in um, Jesus's communication to the apostles Mm -hmm. is that Jesus doesn't say, come suffer for me. He says, come suffer with me Mm -hmm. like I have suffered for you. I have suffered. And the apostle Peter uh, lays this out beautifully. He says that he left us an example of how to suffer. He suffered, leaving us an example on how to suffer. And so then when you see you backtrack and you see Jesus uh, talking to the disciples, in John chapter 15, I'm going to start at verse 18 says, if the world hates you, you know, that it has hated me before it hated you. If. Out of the world, but I chose you out of the world because of this, the world hates you. Like if I, I don't know what kind of how, you know, that's that's as clear as it can possibly be. Verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you a slave is not greater than his master mm-hmm. if they persecuted me they, they will, will persecute, persecute you. you that's right like if 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 we think about this and then i'll just round out that verses if they kept my word mm-hmm. they will keep yours also mm-hmm. so like if you think about this and and what it means to be persecuted persecuted mm-hmm. to be pursued to with the connotation to bring harm, to to try to injure, right? So Jesus is saying, if they came after me, they're gonna come after you. Right. And then as you continue reading through God's word, we have this very public account that man, you've got the apostle Paul who describes himself as a persecutor of the church. Right. When he is confronted by Jesus, what is he doing? He is pursuing with the intent to harm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He is he is after God's people. In fact, you know, you if you just if you read the scriptures now again. I will say until the Lord calls me home, um, man, it's so important for us to draw out from God's word what he is saying and not to read into what we want him to be saying. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Too much of our churches have been filled with people who just want to read into the scriptures what makes them feel good. And they do that to their own de- uh, destruction. And And I, I, I say detriment, but detriment is soft. Destruction is stronger. So we'll go with that one. <laughs> but I think it's important to note that when you, when you read the Apostle Paul's um, letters— and when you read Luke's account in the book of Acts about the conversion of the apostle Paul it seems that his persecution of the church was something that he carried with him like always yeah, yeah. you know it, it just seems like it was something that constantly came back to him over right. and over and over again like when he when describing himself as the least of the apostles and you know it's, I persecuted the church it seems like that was something that and to use you know i guess Modern colloquialism is something he just couldn't get over. It weighed
0: heavy on his heart. I mean, but think about it. I mean, what he was doing now and what he what he had had realized being in Christ now was like, man, this is I was persecuting God. You know what he thought before he was doing God's service. And so he had been totally changed, you know, and he, he saw how totally brainwashed he was yes i, I gotta think that he, the, the, a, a lot of the reasons he went as hard as he did was because of his allegiance to christ now after having persecuted the people of god you yes know?
1: man i think that is such an excellent point i think that is such an excellent point point. and so what does that mean for us today mm-hmm. that means that when you have situations that we're tempted to just read these situations and um, shake our heads at them like, oh, man, that's sad. I can't believe that those people are going through that. You know, we look at, you know, and 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 these have become synonyms for like a type of uh, pursuit and a type of persecution. But I don't mean to detach the weightiness of what they have endured from the situation by just saying when you look at the baker and the florist and the website designer, you know, and, and all right. of these people who sort of like now we we have these real time examples that we can look at and say, man, they were persecuted, man. They suffered for the name of Christ. They were pursued. They were pressed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they endured. I think looking at the Apostle Paul's realization that what he did, he did in ignorance. And he says that, right? What, what I did, I did in ignorance. He thought that he was doing God a service. So the having his eyes open to see, man, what I was doing I was doing to Jesus when the apostle Paul is encountered on the road to Damascus. Like when, when he has this encounter with Jesus, Jesus doesn't say, Hey, why are you persecuting my people? Why are you coming after the church? Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? Why why are you doing this to me? Why is that important? Why Mm -hmm. is that important for us as believers? When we suffer for Christ, we are not suffering detached from who Jesus is. Like this is not something that the Lord is like, well, they just got to go through it. Right. Right. Like this, this is, Jesus suffers with us. Like this is, this is something that the Lord is touched by. Right. And how does this, how does this additionally fuel our engagement? Well, as I look at it, I think it helps us to endure. Yeah. I think it helps us to continue on recognizing that we are suffering for righteousness sake. Now, the Bible also lays out parameters. Make sure that when you're suffering. Make sure make it's sure- for
0: righteousness <laughs> sake. <laughs> you know, it not be like bringing it on che- your own self. Yeah. yeah,
1: Cheating on your taxes and be like, oh, man, the <laughs> government is just persecute <laughs> me. No, you are a fraud. And you do not glorify God's name by doing that. When right. you are given to wickedness, given to sin, you actually, man, you, you your testimony is not like it, exactly. there, there's. You you cannot, you know, Call upon the name of the Lord like, oh, he's going to vindicate me. No, if you're wrong, hopefully he exposes you and yeah. hopefully you get it right.
0: And You know, you talked uh, in the first segment about, you know, how it, it used to be said, oh, you know, we haven't experienced anything in America as far as persecution. That's not real. Pers- I think some people would still say that as far as like physical, you know, things happening. But I think that's the next step. I think mm-hmm. that's what's what's. Coming uh, ahead, not and but I even think these uh, types of persecutions that we are talking about are real. Like it's real. It's 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 because of Jesus Christ. Because of the sake of Christ, people are losing uh, employment or they're losing you know certain things, and it's because of their stand in their life for God. And so yeah. I think. But I but I do think as we go forward, man, you're going to see more and more. Like mm-hmm. it's going to intensify. It's yeah. going to he- intensify. You know.
1: And, you know, to the point that you're making, I think you're right. I think that we would have believers who would um, would attach life to the definition of persecution or the loss thereof. Yes. Um, But you don't see that in the definition. Mm. You see a pursuit with the intent to harm. Right. You see a pursuit. And this is in whatever ways. ways that Exactly right now. And listen. So the Apostle Paul, who knew a little something about um persecuting and being persecuted my goodness come like (laughs) because i'm gonna show him all the things that he must suffer i mean can you imagine that as the job invitation like people are like so what are my perks like so what do i get like you guys got two weeks vacation what (laughs) you got going on over there and the lord is like come and come you're gonna you're gonna do some work for me let me show you the things you're gonna suffer
0: man
1: that's the invitation come and suffer and 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 Paul accepts yeah. <laughs> and he, he signs up. But in first Corinthians chapter four. So like, if you look at verse 11, um, the apostle Paul is talking about the servants of the Lord Jesus and what they are enduring. And he writes this to the Corinthian church in verse 11. I'm going to start verse 11 and read to 13. It says to this present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty and are poorly clothed and are roughly treated and are homeless And we toil working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. Mm. So, when we are persecuted, so the repeated persecution is not that they keep killing them, because that would be a one time act, right? When we are persecuted, We endure. So all of this, all of this context, this idea of being pursued, this idea of being gone after with the intent to harm in whatever manifestation that is, this falls under the category of persecution. And I think when we become more comfortable with recognizing that we will be better able to endure, which is the Christian's call. We'll be right back. so much for listening to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm
0: Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Trimble, Mosaic MSC.
1: In just a little bit, we'll open the phone lines. Um, Actually, you can start getting your calls queued up now. 888-589- 8840. 888-589-8840. We're talking about persecution. I want to make sure to come back to something that we discussed and and make sure that I don't um, move past it too quickly. Um, This is... The discussion on persecution is in no way meant to make light of those who are losing their life, like Mm. paying the ultimate price uh, for following Jesus Christ, for proclaiming his name, um, for bearing up under the weight of that cross that we are instructed to take up daily and follow him. Right. I don't want that to seem like I'm saying that these things are equal in the sense of like what, what the outcome is. But what I am saying is that, man, we've got to recognize that there is a it's a spiritually driven event that's happening. When we mm-hmm. talk about persecution is spiritually driven and so we've got to be poised or postured if you will to endure that. If we if we um diminish that and call it just sort of like an uncomfortable existence, you understand, yeah. then well, I don't want to be uncomfortable anymore. So I'm going to kind of roll this back a little bit or I'm going to kind of, you know, can yeah. we can we soften the blow here? But I think if we recognize, hey, this even this is persecution. This is the pursuit to cause harm. This is this is going after with mal intent and whatever that looks like. I think is so important. Now let me say this. You know, hopefully, um, believers would uh, we would all be on the same page about this. Yeah. Just using the Denver example with the the drip um, the coffee house there, and they are actively being persecuted. Okay, by those who are sexually confused and those who have a veil that is over their eyes, Mm -hmm. right? That if their eyes were open, man, they would repent. If their hearts were soft toward the Lord, they would repent. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important for us to recognize also what the Apostle Paul said in his letters to the Romans and Romans chapter 12, verse 14. Now, Now, remember, this is coming from the one who knew something about two sides of the coin. He knew something about persecuting and being persecuted. Right. Right? So this is not coming from this detached, like, oh, I went from persecuting to being the apostle. No, this this, (laughs) that apostleship came with some things that you were told up front, you're going to suffer. And boy, did you suffer? Mm -hmm. I mean, when 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 the apostle Paul goes through and lists the things that he's endured. All of these things. And and one of my favorites is that he adds a care for the church as what he suffers like, man, Mm. you know, who's not made to stumble and I'm not out of my mind. Mickey's words. But (laughs) this feeling of like loving God's people. Yeah. So so when you read in his letter to the Romans and he says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Listen, that's where the Christian stands out from just the conservative Mm, so you might have a you might have a conservative pundit that's like man you know what i'd like to see i'd like to see and then they just boop and then they go off (laughs) right right? and and they and, and 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 it reeks of having no care for the souls of these people no care for where they're going to spend eternity and some of us we have to be careful because we we like consume that content and if we let that content shape us, then um, we can find ourselves outside of God's word. That's right. We can find ourselves not standing in sync with God's word where we are called to bless and to pray for. Look, we want people to come to know Christ. And so how do you how do you do that? Man, it's got to be a renewed mind. Yeah. Like it's, it's really difficult, you know, to to suffer and keep that right posture. I think it's it's easier to have this this biblical posture when you're not pressed on. Mm. It's like when a person disturbs your sleep. You understand what I'm talking about, <laughs> man. I had look just real quick, and then we'll go to the phone lines. I had Timmy. I was I was uh, <clears throat> praying on the on the couch, and um, no, I'm kidding. I was asleep. I fell asleep on the couch. Okay, and our our Timmy, who will be three in a couple months, is so rambunctious. He does this dead man fall on you. <laughs> unannounced. And and when you're awake and he does it, it's fun. You laugh, you know. And he did this dead man fall on me while I was asleep. Boom. Ha. Ah! <laughs> oh, like man. out of your sleep. That's yeah. that's like another level. Yeah,
2: another right? Level. That's like a
1: it's like yeah. a so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is it's <laughs> easier for me to be like, oh look, he's so rambunctious, you know, yeah. when I'm not like having been fallen upon. Right. Okay. Exactly. But when this culture and and those who are deceived by Satan, you ever Look, there's a reason that the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthians, hey, such were some of you.
3: Because
1: mm. he goes through this list and it's very easy for us to read this list of all of the transgressions, right? All of the transgressors. It's very easy for us to read this list and to be like, man, those people over there. But the Apostle Paul, by the leading of God's spirit, reigns in that self-righteousness very quickly and says, hey, remember, you were like them. You were these people, right. but you were washed and you were cleansed, right? right? You were redeemed. So there's a different way that we react to situations like this. Like when we look at this and look, man, we have a righteous indignation. And I'd be concerned if we didn't have a righteous indignation. But we as Christians don't take our positions and we don't take our cues from just, you know, conservatives. Right. Like we don't we don't listen to their commentary as they're going Come off on. and they're cussing about people. And, and if I tell you, if I get them alone for us. No, that's that's not us. That's not Remember, us. Remember, we are suffering with a purpose and for a purpose. That's it's right. not just we're having a bad day. Right. You see, the conservative will tend to look at this as like, man, they're just ruining our country. Come on. Man, they're just giving We're just having a bad day. But no, there's something that exter- extends and it's far more eternal than that. And you have to also remember that even in the midst of the persecution, we represent Christ. That's right. So it's it's not it's not just something that is temporal that we're standing up for. Sometimes there are temporal things involved. But what we are doing has a long term view. Yeah. And when I say long term, I mean the longest term. I'm talking about eternal, that we are suffering. For the glory of God, that God might go public through us, how we live, what we do, what we say, how we respond. And I think this this coffee shop and then we'll go to the phone line. Hey, man, we're here to serve these people. We are here to love these people. We've never turned anyone away. And as long as we're here, we're going to keep serving people because this is what Jesus would want us to do. So they're not running, but they're also not saying. Face if you want, which is different. You yeah. see, it's it's different when you're doing these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So- I tell
0: I tell you one one thing I think as Christians we're gonna have to like wrap our minds around because I think this is going this is new in this country, you know, for us. Like this is not like um, something that has been the normal state of life for the Christian. Yes, and so I think we're gonna have to wrap our minds around this, you know, and and really be biblical, yes. you know, about persecution and understand. That this is something that—that's why I think you know people would have a hard time even seeing certain things as persecution. Because mm. man, around here we don't no no God and country like we you <laughs> we know don't, like we don't I, suffer yeah God and country yeah. like we we you know what I'm saying like and I so I think when you talk about persecution you know that you might not say it but you feel yeah. like man not around here yeah. not around here not as long as I have my Second Amendment you know the stuff like that yeah and, and I and I feel like that's gonna have to be a mind- uh set change to understand yes. that as a Christian, like you're saying, that's different from being a conservative. You know, you can be a Christian conservative, but Christian and conservative is not the mm-hmm. same thing. And, so and that's yeah, you have to rapidly more mind. distinct. Exactly. It has to be distinct because it is. Yeah. And so the, the thing is as this stuff is happening, cause what you will see that even in these parties, these political parties, let's yep. say in the Republican Party, you know, there's not going to be a want of Christian conservatives. They, mm. Now, there's going to be an open door for conservatives who allow sure. homosexuality. Sure, and you see other it happening things, now. you know. Yes. but the Christian conservative. Yep. So, if you're going to be that a Christian, yep. then you you need to prepare for persecution. Yeah, we, we, so.
1: we are aware of a national uh, TV personality who, um, you know, had to had to give up his position at a well-known network because he didn't want certain people filling in for him because he's a Christian right. and he didn't want his audience being subjected to these kinds of presentations and uh and they said to him where well, you can go and he said okay <laughs> like, right. I mean like I mean, o- that, uh, okay then yeah, you know you have
0: to be okay with that you know right right so, and
1: there'd be some people would be like man I'm not willing to give up this is a huge platform the lord can <laughs> well, use this I'm not going to give this that, up that's but weak. man
0: Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So. Well the great. All right. <laughs> Where do we go?
0: Let's go to uh Cornelius in Louisiana. Hi, Cornelius.
2: Hey there, Aaron the Addison. Yes. God bless Look, you. I want to see y'all y'all are doing a fine job. I think y'all said y'all from New Orleans. Yes. That's right. Okay. So I'm not too far away from you. But I was telling the call screener, and y'all got the best call screeners in the world. Amen. Um, <laughs> I'm doing- you talk about persecution. A lot of the people, and I wish they'd get Voice of the Martyrs magazine and stuff, because mm. there's persecution all over the world. Yeah. That's right. But it's coming here. But Christians need to be prepared. I've got a nickname. They call me the God, guns, and gold, man, the Bible, bullets, and beans, man. So, <laughs> as far, yeah, I see. so y'all like, but, man, I, a friend of mine set up a website, and it's on YouTube, Cornelius Lawson White Jr., I've been fighting the good fight here. They kicked me out of the city council meeting because I'm an African-American that's pro-life, pro-God, pro-police, pro-military. Mm-hmm. Wow. And stuff. I've been kicked off the radio station now. <laughs> they won't even let me call into the radio station. And I'm the <laughs> only African-American that calls in. And um, it's, wow. it's just a shame. But people need to be prepared. You're right. If you ever can, do an hour-long show where you can have people call in and go over those Bible verses again. You don't have to do it now. But people need to be prepared and not scared. And that's Amen. the key. Be prepared, not scared. Amen. Oh, God bless you, Amen. Cornelius. Thank I you, appreciate Cornelius. you.
1: And thank you so much for...
0: Thank, thank you, Cornelius, for that call. Mickey, you dropped off. I, okay. I don't know if you said something else.
1: I was saying thank you. Okay. But, you know, with a whole lot more words, it's <laughs> fine. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Will the Great, where do we go next?
0: Let's go to Steve in Texas. Hi, Steve.
3: Hey, thanks for taking my call, y'all. Hey, so tell me if I'm thinking correctly here, but I mean, why why are we not when we're baptizing people, when we're bringing them in and, and asking them, you know, about the relationship with Jesus Christ and if they're ready to repent, you know, why don't we ask them, are you ready to die for Jesus mm. Like today? And and the reason I ask that is because, you know what, I wouldn't ask that. Mm-hmm. I'm 43 years 43 years old I was probably I think in my early 20s mid 20s when I got baptized guys to be honest I got drunk the night before I was baptized I wasn't uh, ready to repent mm-hmm. I remember and I, and I came in I got this fire insurance policy thinking I was good mm-hmm. to go. thinking I was saved you know I didn't come to full repentance about three years ago I had wow. sin I was living a sinful life three years ago I cried out I understood what it meant to follow the Lord and mm-hmm. follow Jesus Christ I left it all and I was like I'm ready to die for you today it doesn't mm-hmm. matter but but you know, we, in my church, my local church, we're baptizing little kids. My kids are young. They understand, though, when I tell them, I say, guys, are y'all ready to die for Jesus? Yep. It's mm-hmm. called, and they, they understand what, it's, what, what it means. Yeah. Yeah. But when we're baptizing 10-year-old kids, we've got the pastors or other, whoever else asking them questions instead of asking them for their testimony, saying, when did you come to know the Lord? Why do you want to follow Jesus? And mm-hmm. having them explain, and then following up by saying, are you ready to die for Jesus today? Mm-hmm. If need be. Man. And because that that would that would that would be so uncomfortable for the yeah. kids, for the parents, for the congregation, you wouldn't have any. It would empty the church.
1: You know what's really interesting about wow. that, to our brother Steve, man. Thank you so much for your passion, your conviction, and the reality that Jesus Christ has saved you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, but you know, I think there's there there would be a uh, a controversy around that because we are so accustomed to like oh, kids can't handle that. When in yeah. the early church, kids were dying. And kids were oh, choosing to suffer because they had truly been converted. They had truly yeah. come to Christ, right? And they were willing to suffer. It's but a moment. And the parents prepared them. It's This is but a moment. Do not deny Christ. Do not deny Christ. I think because we have enjoyed such a high level of comfort yeah. in the United States of yeah. America, and it's been a blessing to proliferate the gospel around the world, but because we have enjoyed such a high level of security and safety here, that is something that doesn't enter our minds. I don't know if it was in the movie about uh, Richard Wormbrand, who is the the founder Voice of Martyrs. He was uh, in prison. Uh, in communist Romania, 14 years uh, in chains for for Christ. I, I can't remember if it was in the documentary that came out um, here in the last few years, uh, or if it was something I read. I can't remember, but I, I I seem to be familiar with him taking a group of students. Um, they were standing outside of a zoo or something like that where he was asking these students, it may have been like college students or something, mm-hmm. if they were willing today to die for Christ, like if they were willing today to die for Christ and using that almost sort of like as a measuring stick of do they really understand what this commitment is? And can you imagine that coming from a person like um, the late Pastor Wormbrand, like that wow. he had suffered, yeah. you know, he knew what it was to sing praises and to make melody with his shackles, You know, I mean, anyway, so yeah, I think to our brother's point, the reality of what our kids are coming to is so important and it should not be understated. Do we have 30 seconds for a call?
0: All right, Tony. Hi, Tony. Uh,
3: Hello. Um, Yeah, this is Tony from South Dakota. I've called in maybe I think a long time before, but I appreciate your show, you guys' show and the truth you bring. And um, I hear the music, so I have no time. Um, But coming from I'm an elected uh, legislator here in South Dakota oh, I'm right, a Republican yes. and and the, the struggle I have is just exactly what you're talking about in the Republican Party you know people who call themselves conservatives but everybody calls themselves a the Christian mm-hmm. but when you start talking about the things of God there's a departure yes and it, it's difficult to, to well it's just you just have to hold the line as a believer no matter Amen. what.
1: Amen. Amen. It's hard to
3: find many to wake up with.
1: Hey, Tony, let let me say this. When you identified yourself, I remember we've talked to you a few times. It comes down to biblical worldview. This is how we're going to be able to identify the genuine followers of Christ. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
2: God bless.